The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the Town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Community Conversations on the BMC Podcast Network. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Belmont has some public buildings that are quite literally falling apart. They present classic situations of problems that should probably have been addressed yesterday, and yet they languish. But due to the diligent efforts of a small group of public servants, we may finally see a way forward. The group has a fancy name, the Major Capital Projects Working Group. Hopefully today, however, we're going to simplify the issues and make it more understandable to you, the community. With me today to help us uh, do that is Anne-Marie Mahoney. Uh, Anne-Marie is chair of the Major Capital Projects Working Group. Welcome, Anne-Marie, and thanks for taking time to come over and talk with us today. Thank you, Roger. Happy to be here and always happy to get some information out about our group. Uh, we're going to try to cram a, a year's worth of work into a half hour uh, today. So uh, if we can agree just at the, the beginning, I, I think this is okay. You and I haven't talked about this, but we're going to set aside the high school. Yes. And we're going to set aside the library. Yes. And so uh, what we're going to talk about are the other two of the big four, the DPW yard and the, the police station. Sounds good. Uh, just to set the stage, um, can you give us some history? Uh, wh why are we at the point where we even need a group called the Major Capital Projects Working Group? Well, unfortunately, we have a long history, and that's why we're pushing hard right now to finally find a resolution. As we move forward, if you go back and look at the building projects we've done, we've done schools. We're deep into the high school project now. We've replaced the pool. We've replaced our track. We've even done our fire stations and a renovation of the town hall. All of that is good stuff. But what it's left us with is a DPW and a police station, in addition to the high school and the library, who are in desperate, desperate shape. At Capital Budget, I also chair the Capital Budget Committee, we've been talking about these projects for years in particularly after the Wellington School was completed. And we keep pressing, we have to do something, we have to do something, because we're very aware of all the money that we spend on those buildings out of the capital budget to continue to repair them and keep them functional, and we can't keep doing that anymore. So uh, with the cooperation of the Board of Selectmen, we formed this Capital Projects Working Group to, to pull ourselves out of capital budget a little bit draw a few more people into our project, and really sit down and address the four buildings. And that's what we're going to present on the 13th to town meeting. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you one of my impressions, and I'd like you to tell me if I'm right or wrong, okay. or whether you, uh, whether you agree or disagree with it, is okay. perhaps. Uh, but it, it seems to me that the DPW yard and a police station don't have what I would call a constituency to promote it. Uh, when we need a new pool, there's a, a group of people who 
logically. Exactly. There's, there's families and children, and yes, absolutely. And schools. If we need a new Wellington or uh, a new high school, there are parents still. It's a built-in constituency, and so we call ourselves the cheerleaders for DPW and police because they don't have that. Until you have raw sewage in your basement or until your house is broken into, largely DPW and police are invisible to you. They're integral to the function of the town, and they're the two entities that every, uh, every person in the town needs, but they're invisible. And so we have dubbed ourselves the cheerleaders. Someone has to get out there and be that constituency for them because they're not sexy, they're not exciting, you know, they're not, they don't have any books, they don't have any recreation, they don't have things that people love, and yet we desperately need them, or we don't function as a town. Of course. So let's take them one at a time. Let, and let's start with the, the police station. Um, I, I debated whether to do, which one to do first. Well, let's That's start okay. with the police station. Sure. Why, do, why do we need a new police station? That police station was built in the 30s, and policing has changed dramatically since then, just as everything else has, libraries, schools, and whatever. That particular station is on a very difficult site, a difficult plot of land. It's surrounded by two major roads, Pleasant Street and Concord Avenue, the railroad tracks, and the old light department building. The topography is difficult, um, so the exterior is... There's, no, there's very little parking for the police. The ability for the public to enter that building is tough because of the slope of Concord Avenue and the stairs. So the exterior is tough before you even get inside the building. Inside the building is really bad. Um, it's not accessible. If you want to see the police chief or meet with a detective, you have to climb 21 very steep stairs. There's no elevator. In terms Which means that that doesn't happen. The police chief has to come down. What happens is the police chief or the detectives come down, or often they will travel to somebody's house to meet with them wow. rather than have them come to a station they can't get into. So there's accessibility issues. There are safety issues. The way that the police enter the building with a prisoner is very unsafe. The, the way the weapons lockup is set up is not safe. Uh, their record keeping is now outgrown the available space. By law, they have to keep records there on paper, and there's no place to put them. And then there's the equity, if, whoa, equity issue. I can say it three times fast. <laughs> we now have many female officers, which is wonderful, but they don't have appropriate locker room and shower room space, and they should have equal space to our male officers. In addition to that, our cells need some work, and we need a better and safer booking area, and we need just a nicer area for the average citizen who comes in and wants to sit in a quiet, off-the-beaten-path off setting to meet with a police officer or to be interviewed or whatever. So we have safety, accessibility, and equity issues in that building. And unfortunately, the site is really too small to do a lot of meaningful expansion or renovation there. So we're looking at a new facility down the road. Okay. And then let's flip over and uh, let me ask you the same question about the sure. DPW. Why, why do we need a new DPW? The good news is the DPW has a great site, and it's got plenty of room there, and their neighbors love them and want to keep them there. So that's a good thing. However, the facility is very old, very run down, and as anyone who's been back there knows – 
it's a grouping of buildings. Some of the garage buildings are fine, but the main building where people work and are housed and are supposed to have their lockers and a break space and an administrative space is in terrible condition. Similarly, not accessible. It's stairs to get up to the little administrative offices. Absolutely no equity for any female employees. And even for our male employees, for all our employees, there is not an appropriate locker room space. There are no showers. So if our employees are digging in a sewer all day, they have no place to come back, take a shower, and change their clothes, which is appalling. Uh, If they're out plowing in a blizzard for hour after hour, they have no place to come back and get a meal, sit down, maybe rest for an hour before they go back out again. So we're looking at the same things, accessibility, appropriate and humane space for our employees, and there are some safety issues there that need to be remediated as well. And it strikes me, perhaps it's evident from what uh, you're saying, but DPW is uh, is an acronym, uh, which is the Department, Department of, of Public, Public Works. Works. Yes. yes. So <laughs> it is the, uh, you talked about how it touches everybody every day, but it, it takes care of the streets, it takes care of the parks, it... Uh, right, uh, it takes it care of water, sewer, everything. Everything that we need to function as a community is within the DPW. And uh, I understand that there are two levels of response that uh, the the working group is uh, going to propose or is proposing. One is... I don't want to say a short-term response because that gives the wrong impression, but an emergency response. We're respo- calling it an emergency, yes. An emergency response? Yes. Uh, what What's the emergency response? Well, early on, initially when the group was formed, it was to figure out how to time and fund the four major projects. But we quickly realized that the town can't possibly manage four projects at once. They can't even manage four projects, say, over five years. Um, And we certainly don't have the money to do that. Yet, we kept looking at DPW and police and realizing that there were emergency situations there. So we said, wait a minute, let's address the emergencies and let's address that now. And then simultaneously, let's plan for the new building down the road. Where will it be? What will it look like? So for the emergency situations, it was to address as quickly as possible those major issues, accessibility, safety, and equity. And so the emergency will be quick funding, a quick plan, and we've identified with the help of Sims Maney McKee Associates, which is uh, an engineering firm, consulting firm. With their help, we've identified what needs to be done and in broad terms how it can be done with one exception. (laughs) And that would be the elevator at the police station. Okay. Uh, And let's talk about the police station without going – I don't think we have time to go through everything that – Point by point, uh, no. But um, can you tell us three things? Uh, Sure. Is it possible to to cut it down? And I know I'm jumping around on you, and I'm sorry. No, But to to go back to the DPW, that's, that's just a neat little place because everything works there easily. And so we can quickly do this remediation within the existing building without a lot of hoo-ha. The police department is a little bit of a different issue because you need the elevator for accessibility, 
but to put an elevator in the interior of the building would cost millions and millions of dollars. And we don't want to do that if we're going to knock the building down and build a new one somewhere else. So therefore, the elevator has got to go on the exterior of the building. And that's the conundrum now. We thought we had a spot to put it, but we don't. Well, and something that didn't strike me until right now, but having lived through the Waverly Square uh, train debacle, train station debacle, uh, if uh, the town spends a certain amount of money, does it get into problems? Yes, and that's that's the other piece of this. Um, Both building code and accessibility codes are triggered at a very low level. They're triggered at different percentages. One is around 25%, one is around one-third or 30%. But it's the total value of the building. And because those buildings are old and they're town-owned buildings, their value is very low, their taxable value is very low. And so we trigger those code requirements very quickly. And so that means elevator, that means a sprinkler system for the police department, and it means some other things that need to be done. And and we're very aware of that. And we're aware that it's a balance between what needs to be done and how much it costs. After a certain point, if it costs too much, it's not worth it to do the short term. The emer- yeah, it just you might as means well go ahead and go forward. Do- go forward with the whole thing. Yes. Yes. So what I think I heard you say, let me see if I can spit it back and see okay. if what I heard was what you intended to say, was there there are emergency actions that need to be done and you're proposing to be taken for both the police station and the DPW yard. Yes. The DPW yard is, or the, the yard and the buildings, and the, the DPW yard is relatively easy, if I can use that word. Yes, easy to work with at least. There's plenty of space and we can make it happen. And, and the police station, even the emergency actions are, are more, more complicated. Very challenging. Not just yes. more complicated, but complicated. Complicated, yes. Uh, and when we talk about emergency actions, um, that that is to get us through the next five years, the next ten years. We're, I assume nothing's going to get in the way of the high school. No, and that's been one of our guiding principles: that the high school is on its own trajectory, and everything else is working around that. Yes, and that's okay. That's the way it should be. And so, because that's such a huge debt exclusion when it comes, everything else will be timed around that as well. Um, so we're, we're calling it a 10-year solution because what we're proposing is that we fund the actual construction of the emergency solutions with 10-year bonds. And so our goal would be for the emergency solutions to last for 10 years, but for us to have in place the new permanent buildings at the end of that 10-year period. I understand. Okay. Uh, so let's set aside the emergency then, okay. uh, or the mer- emergency responses, and talk about the long-term responses. There's The topography is difficult for the police station. Yep. There's, there's no room. So the police station goes somewhere else. Yes. And that somewhere else has been the big question for a number of years. Sure, because it was the library, but now the library is staying in place. Exactly. That was one study, and once that came off the table, then where does the police go? And that's what's held us back from doing anything with them. They didn't have a site. 
And so kind of out of the blue, we said, hey, you know what? We walked around the DPW yard. There's a lot of room down here. Can we put a police station down here? And so we had Sims Maney do the work, figure out the space, figure out the size, figure out what the police station needed, how much space they needed. They did the drawings and said, yeah, it'll work. So Eureka, as I like to say, um, we can fit on the DPW yard a new constructed uh, DPW facility, a new police station with plenty of parking, and the existing electric light and water department buildings in one big sort of campus. In order, the first thing that people say is, oh my God, that's too much stuff down there. Traffic, cars, Waverly Street, side streets, not a good idea. Our goal is to work with the MBTA and uh, private landowners to create access at grade across the tracks to Pleasant Street. So the police and DPW vehicles only, not the public, this would not be an open public way, can access Pleasant Street as well as Waverly Street. And that has the advantage, too, of... This is another tell me whether I'm right or wrong. Sure. Uh, That has the advantage, too, of making sure that the police have quick and adequate access to both sides of Of the tracks, which is perfect because right now they're dependent on the underpass, Hills Crossing, and down near Star Market. And that is, it, it strikes me as being a much better solution than putting things out at the old incinerator site. Right, and you've, you've touched on an important point in our work, and that is that we took a look at the incinerator site. We met with the consultant who was planning how the site would be capped. We looked at a lot of drawings of proposals for the site, and we came to the conclusion that it was just not an appropriate site for the library, the police, or the DPW. It's too small for the DPW. Police, it might work, but it's not a great site for them. And because it's, it's nowhere close to the middle right, of town. Right, and it's off the beaten path for the library. Yes. And so oh, yes. we took that off the table, and we felt it was better suited, given its location near um, uh, Rock Meadow, conservation land, it was better suited to recreation or ideas such as solar farm. And the beauty of the site is it, it can be divided up into different parcels and can have multiple uses but none of them fit well with our buildings. And so that came off the site, although I will say that we can fit the police station at the DPW because we will move some storage pieces from DPW to the incinerator site. So pipe or blocks or whatever they store down there can go to the incinerator site. And storage can be anywhere. It, Absolutely. It, and it is the, the reuse of the incinerator site then within the purview of uh, the working group? Our original goal, as defined and approved by the Board of Selectmen, was the four major projects and consideration of the incinerator site because at that point no one was sure, you know, what could happen there. Until we did some drawings and really looked at it, we didn't know. And so we studied it, we took it off the table and then started our focus mostly on police and DPW. Okay. We're, we're talking today with uh, Anne-Marie Mahoney. Anne-Marie is the chair of what we call the Major Capital Projects Working Group. Yes. And I imagine you will 
hear about that the the name of that group for forever. Uh, Actually, we're thinking maybe we should change. It's just <laughs> not a good name. It's really not good, but we're living with it so far. <laughs> we need something catchy. We need something with a fun acronym. And the the working group is bringing something to town meeting. Uh, there yes. is uh, there is an immediate need for funding for the emergency uh, actions. Yes. So you're there are proposals uh, for town meeting in yes. just a few weeks. Yes, on the November thirteenth. So we have an article on the town meeting warrant that is requesting funds, and those funds are a total of. I don't have the total here. The total is $383,000. That was some high-speed math. Uh, $383,000 for schematic design. So basically, how are we going to do this? The design and the information we need to do the emergency construction at the police station and the DPW. And that money, it actually breaks out as we only need 123000 for the DPW because police is a little more complicated. We're looking at about 260000 for them. Again, design work. And then the construction itself, we're anticipating, will be in the range of $1.6 million for the DPW and two point eight for the police station. The design money will come from the Kendall Insurance Fund, which is what it's there for. And then, as I said earlier, the actual construction funds will be bonded. With 10-year bonds. With 10-year bonds, and they actually will be rolled into the bonds for the modulars at the Burbank. So it'll be one, the plan right now is one bond issue for those three items. And town meeting will vote to, uh, for both the design and the bonds uh, this fall? No, this fall is just the design. The bonds will be in the spring because we'll have a firmer number then. And we don't need that money until the springtime. So we're just going to be asking for the design money, and that will come out of the Kendall Fund, which we already have. And let me ask the uh, the the inevitable question, perhaps. Town meeting always has the option of voting no. Yes. Uh, what, what happens? Well, that would really really be a problem. Uh, What happens? I don't know. I think what happens is the same items we've identified, certainly for the police station, but for both facilities, would come to the Capital Budget Committee as requests. So we would have several million dollars in requests dumped on the Capital Budget Committee to say, you've identified this. It needs to happen. Now we we need to find another way to fund it. So it has to happen. It's basically the question is, how does it get funded and how fast does it get done? Okay, let, let me see if I can spit that sure. back at you again. Uh, because I, I think what you just said is uh, really critical, and that is the option of not doing this really isn't an option. Isn't there. This is not discretionary, is what we keep saying. Right. This is not a nice discussion This is not, gee, maybe we should think about doing it. This is, it needs to happen, it needs to happen now, or or we face some really serious consequences. Okay, let's talk about, uh, for just a moment, we're we're running a little short of time, but uh, uh, about funding of the the permanent or the long-term solutions. Right. Uh, 
because we do have the high school. I mean, we can't ignore this, right? We no, do. No. We do have the high school coming up, and we do have the library coming up, and these will be in addition to those. Yes. And you and I have talked before. This is a long-worded question, but that's okay. You and I have talked before about uh, not having the option of not doing this, but there are people who can't pay. Oh, uh, right, absolutely. Uh, so, what? How do we fund this? We want to be able to time the debt exclusions so that we're not hitting taxpayers with too much all at once, but we do have a short time frame. We would like to explore, and our committee will continue doing its work, we would like to explore some creative solutions of, for example, taking the parcel of land that the police station and the electric light building are currently on and selling that, selling it as a parcel to a developer or perhaps partnering with a developer, but to raise revenue from a sale but also to raise continuing tax revenue from whatever might be constructed there. Uh, of course. That's one option. That's not, we're not saying that's going to happen, so don't everybody get all excited. <laughs> but that's one option of what we would start to look at to try to make this a little more affordable. The other thing that we're, I think we're going to propose is that police and DPW be one construction project because they will be on the same site. By having one project, one contractor, that would save the town some, one architect, that would save the town some money to go forward in that way. The other thing to be aware of in addition to funding, the other reason that we can't just willy-nilly go off and do all these four projects is the town itself, the town personnel can't manage those, all four of those projects. They're too big, so they have to be spaced out. And similarly, the citizenry, cannot manage the disruption of those four projects happening all at once. Think about building a high school and a library in Concord Avenue at the same time. It's not a pretty picture. Yes, yes. And so all of that has to be worked out, and that's why our group will continue to work on those, those issues. And we talk about the working group. Uh, we're out of time, but I do want to ask. Uh, there, there's a group of eight or ten people Seven here. of us, actually. Seven. Four of us from Capital Budget, Mark Palillo, Pat Bruch, Jenny Fallon, and myself— uh, Roy Epstein has joined us from the Warren Committee, and we work with Phyllis Marshall, who's the interim town administrator, and Floyd Carmen, who's the town treasurer. And how do you, I mean, this is so complex, as we've just talked about today. How, how do you think about this? Uh, and I have to say we, we work constantly hand-in-hand hand with a lot of town personnel. Police and DPW have been with us every single meeting since last February. We work with the town planner, community development, the fire chief on code issues. We're working with everybody, and they help us. We sort of ask the questions, and they step up and help us find the answers. So we really are very indebted to them, but we have a nice partnership, we think, with every all of these town departments, and they've been great with us. Great. Thank you. It, it, we're out of time. Okay. Uh, it, it's, been, <laughs> it's been fun. Hopefully it's been informative. Uh, to folks, I const every time I speak with you, I, I learn something more, which I think is probably a, a good thing. Good. Um, I do appreciate you taking time uh, today. We have been talking with Anne-Marie Mahoney, who is chair of the Major Capital Projects Working Group for the town of Belmont. Uh, I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in today. You can stream Community Conversations online 
at the BMC Podcast Network at belmontmedia.org, or you can, or and you can find uh, our podcast uh, online at uh, iTunes by searching for the BMC Podcast Network. I'm your Community Conversations host, Roger Colton. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you again in two weeks.